There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome to the Yellow Block pre-match show on the TalkSport Network. My name is Dan and today I'll be joined by Keelan Sarlan. Keelan, how are we? Oh, sorry, Sarlan. When you said Sarlan by accident. Uh, sorry. sorry no, it's, I'm terrible with names. Wait, I usually, people usually get the first name wrong, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, see, I remember this from last time. Right, Sarlan. Sarlan, like the vinegar. Let's do it every day. Hello and welcome to The Yellow Block, the pre-match show on the TalkSport Network. My name's Dan and today I'll be joined by Keelan Sarson. Keelan, how are we? Yeah, we're all good, mate. Are you? Yeah, not too bad myself. It's, uh, it's been better, obviously. You know, things on the pitch have been a bit dismal for Posh. Yeah, no, it's not been great. I remember last time when we we did this podcast, I think we were winning games, keeping clean sheets, and it's it's slightly unravelled in the last few matches. Seems like a distant memory, that's for sure. As we record, this is on Tuesday night. Peterborough are about 20 minutes into the game against Cheltenham. So you may have some updates live as we see them throughout that game as well, if you are listening at home. Um, Obviously, as I say, as we're recording, four games on the trot now without a win. It's, It's not really looking too great. Things are a bit dismal in terms of chance creation. Defending is about the poorest I remember it being for a, for a long while. Um, it's uh, yeah, it, on paper it looks potentially better than it does on the pitch. If you're watching, because I don't know if you've seen some of the games recently, Keelan, it has been dismal. Yeah, no, I was at uh, Portsmouth away and Leighton Orient at home, and. Yeah, some of the defending away at Portsmouth, obviously, Romney Critchlow's not had the best of starts in a posh shirt. I think he came quite hyped from Bradford, obviously signed up from the Championship as well, so you expect a lot from him. And I think he's been four out of ten, five out of ten most matches. And then, touching more upon the Leighton Orient home game, you go one nil up and there's just such a lack of urgency or invention. And when you're playing against a team that has just been promoted up to the division, you want to get a goal and then go 2-0 up and then convincingly win. And 
I don't know, we just didn't really look up for it. And in the end, Orient probably could have won the game. Yeah, definitely. I, this is the thing. You mentioned Critchlow and, and you know the hype that he came with from, from Bradford. I think Tim touched on this on the main show. You know, there was also a lot of you know hesitancy in, in that Bradford base of, of you know, has he actually got the ability to defend at this level? And you know, if there's question marks from the league below, it, it's certainly sort of you know not filling me with hope, that's for sure. And I think we're definitely seeing those reservations in play. You know, every time he plays, he just looks very ropey. He looks unsure of himself, is the nicest way to put it. And yeah, you just can't have that in defence, especially not in this league, and especially not when we concede in the way we are. I'm not saying every goal is his fault, because of course it's not, you know, we concede when he's not in the side as well. But um, no, I think it's a comedy of errors in that defence at the moment, and he's certainly not helping. So let's let's touch on the reason we're here. We're here to talk about the Bolton game coming up on Saturday. Um, big away game this. Obviously, we've not had the greatest of histories against Bolton, especially not in recent times. Since April 2017, we've played Bolton six times. Of those games, we have lost four, drawn one and won one. The win was in December of 2019, obviously COVID season. Um, not too long before the curtail of the season. Um, in that time, it's also worth noting, and you know, if you're your big stats fans, you'll close your ears for this one, I'm sure. We've conceded 11 times in those six games, of course, including the 5 0 loss suffered last season, only scoring once. So, not the greatest of reads. Um, we will be joined ever so shortly by uh, a Bolton fan, Sam, uh, who will go through the ins and outs of the team, what we can expect when we play Bolton. But uh, just in the meantime, Keenan, let's just touch on on Bolton and, and what they potentially want to focus on. You know, what have, what have Posh's weaknesses been in the last few weeks? Well, I think they're immediately going to look at the fact that last season they, they put five past us at home our defence looked ropey. Obviously, you, you concede seven to Derby and Portsmouth two matches in a row. And then, you, yeah, I think they'll, they'll try to exploit our defence and, and exploit the fact that maybe it's not a, a settled back four. I think a lot of the teams that we played against recently, especially Pompey away, Gavin White up against Harrison Burrows, it seems that most, most teams, when they play us, try and target Burrows as a bit of a weak link. Obviously, he plays at left-back again tonight. It'll be interesting to see if he plays in that position against Bolton as well. But there's a lot of a lot of weak links in our side at the moment. And we're not. it's not as if we're, we're, we're free-flowing on the other end either. We're not really scoring that many goals either. So, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be... If I was to predict it now, it might not be the best away day for posh fans. Yeah, I think it's good that you touched there on, you know, the fact that we're not really clicking an attack. Obviously, Fergie teams at Posh have been sort of, you know, very attack orientated. It's always been a outscore the opponent rather than, you know, clean, decisive, defensive performances. Um, but we're not really getting that anymore, are we? You know, I, I think I touched on it at the start of the season that yeah, maybe we were starting to see a bit of a, a switch over in terms of styles, maybe, you know, a bit more of a defensively sound game where we were a bit more clinical. We, we, we get the goals and, and just sit behind them. Um, obviously, you know, six games later, that's clearly not the case. Um, 
and and you know we're conceding left, right, and centre, and just not putting them away on the other side. You know, it's, it's one thing to say you're a team that concedes a lot. It, you know, it's, it's a big difference when you, you can't also say that you score a lot, um, which obviously has been the the mo of Posh under Fergie. Let's uh, let's, let's stick to Bolton. Um, obviously, our formation in in recent games has been quite wide, obviously with the attacking midfielders, the, the solitary striker. Are you expecting much of a difference in our formation and our tactics? Well, I mean, against and against Leighton Orient, we saw the the dreaded return of the diamond momentarily, which was which was interesting to see and it really didn't work. And then if you look at the formation tonight, it is back seemingly to that solitary striker. So you'd, you'd imagine away at Bolton we'll, we'll probably go with something similar, but who knows at the moment? Because it seems Fergie's really unsettled with what who's his best lineup and what's the best formation to to get the most out of the team. Yeah, there definitely seems to be a, a bit of a, an unsettled side. Obviously, we're not going to touch on it too much today, but uh, in the Cheltenham game, there has been a, a drop in captaincy. Ephraim Mason Clark and Burroughs neither wearing the armband. It has actually gone to Kyoso today. Uh, it was a bit of a strange one, but obviously we'll touch on that on the main show next week. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't know why he keeps going to the diamond. It's what, what is this, the, the sixth, seventh time he tried it? And God, it never works. You know, if, if we can stick at it more than a couple of games, I'd be surprised. But I'm, I'm very happy we're not seeing it again tonight. Yeah, no, he always seems to, he always seems to result to the diamond when he's, you know, out of ideas a little bit. And yeah, it's, it's just strange to see Harrison Burroughs start again when you've got players like Zach Sturge on the bench and. Joel Randall through the middle has been quite ineffective recently and Burroughs might be better suited in that number 10. So some bewildering tactical choices, lineup and uh, formation wise. Absolutely. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So we are now joined by Bolton fan Sam Cummings. Uh, Sam, thank you for joining us. Not a problem, gents. Cheers for having me. So let let let's not sort of beat around the bush. Let's get straight in about it. Tough sheet stadium. Talk to us about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, when, uh, when it was announced, there's a, there's a few rumors going around, obviously kind of a few like semi-local businesses, the rumors of it being the AO stadium and that sort of thing. Um, in fairness, tough sheet. I think it's, it's certainly the best value sponsorship deal we've ever had. I know they've put a lot of, and to be honest, Rightly so. You'd want a lot of money for calling your stadium that. And uh, I suppose there's a lot of meme value to it when uh, when we do walk away three points at home, which uh, which we've been doing most of the time this season, to be honest. But yeah, it's uh, it's not the worst storm we've had. I mean, 
it's it's gone from Reebok, Macron, University of Bolton, some just some continuity would be nice. Every everyone locally still calls it the Reebok, pretty much, to be honest. It'll always be the Reebok to the majority of Bolton fans, I think. Yeah, certainly can attest to that one. Um I, I quite like the uni bowl when it was around here. Obviously, that was a, a quite uh, out there name in terms of you know UK stadium names it seemed a bit more American. But uh, you know, obviously you know, you've got the new sponsorship deal, and if, if Bolton fans don't like it, I guess it's tough sheet. It certainly is. <laughs> uh, terrible jokes aside, let, let's focus on Bolton. So I was just telling Keelan that um, you know our record against you it, as of late has not been fantastic. So as I mentioned, six games since 2017, four losses, one win, one draw, 11 goals conceded in that time and only one scored for Peterborough. So yeah, you've five goals are in to... one game though. Yeah, well, yeah, but even <laughs> then, you know, you've got a tendency to put them past us. Um, and it's, it's not been the greatest of histories, especially going away. So, you know, have you got any fond memories of apart from that five nil game? Let's let's not, let's not dwell on that one too much. But have you got any fond memories of Peterborough games at, at Bolton? Um, to be honest, I mean um, the five nil one was a highlight. I actually um, I was over in Ireland for that one and um, was sat in a sat in a bar with a few pals, um, drinking a few Guinnesses. I, I think Ireland were playing rugby as well at the time, so it was just on. Sky Sports News and just we 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 couldn't believe it when the scores kept popping up, especially with uh with Santos bagging a brace. I think it was his first and second ever goal for Bolton. So and then, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. I think he scored the week after and uh, yeah, not to be seen since. <laughs> um no, I think he did get on in uh, he got on a couple of weeks ago actually in the cup, I believe. But yeah, he's uh he's not a free scorer, Santos. But yeah, um that's the main one. I think we uh, we did beat you at home last season as well. So it was it towards the back end of the season, if I remember right? Uh, yes. Uh, all right. Again, we'll not touch on yeah on, on those horrible performances from Peterborough. Um, but let's move on to your manager. Obviously, Ian Ever manager since twenty twenty now. Uh, officially a minority owner of the club as well, having uh, been given shares in the White's Co. That um, that took over after the administration scare. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Ian? You know, do you like his style of play? Do you think you know he's, he's welcome at the club? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, he, I'm sure I'm sure you get it at pretty much every club. Um, there are people that still you know that still questioning ever. I mean, and on the whole, he he does make some um, he does make some shady decisions, particularly when it comes to uh, substitutions and impacting matches. His style of play, you can see what he's trying to do and getting a team in League One to play some of the football we play. It's it's fantastic to watch. I mean, I've lived through Keith Hill and Phil Parkinson, do you know what I mean? It wasn't a, wasn't a pretty style of football. He seems to know the sort of players he wants to bring in. Um, and we do seem to have, we generally seem to have decent transfer windows Um I don't think I think the last couple haven't been quite as much of an improvement. But obviously, as you move, you know, we've gone from League Two to kind of just wanting to consolidate in League One to then obviously, like yourselves, defeated playoff semi-finalists last year. And to be realistically, we want to be targeting automatic promotion this season. I I would deem this season a failure if we don't make that top two this season. Uh, we've actually, you know, we've we've had a bit of money to spend, uh, you know. Nothing that's going to uproot any trees, but we've, uh, we've actually signed a few players for actual currency, which we've not seen at Bolton for quite a while now. Obviously, uh, our financial troubles are, are uh, well documented. 
But no, I mean, I think a few off-field issues aside that we won't go into too heavily. Uh, I'm sure some of the Bolton, certainly some of the Wigan fans, if any of them are listening, if there are any of them about, um, will know about. But no, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ian Everett. I think he's definitely the right man to lead us forward. And um, I think he's possibly the biggest asset we have at the club. Interesting. Okay. So, obviously, you mentioned that automatics is the goal and, you know, where you're finding yourself at the moment. You're seventh in the table, four wins from seven. Obviously, it is early days. Of course, it is. And it's, it's far too early to be looking at the table in, in any sort of, you know, prediction of where it might end up in 40 games time. But uh, are you happy with the start to the season so far? Obviously, you know, we'll take the Wigan result aside where you lost 4-0 at home. Yeah, yeah I mean... I was having a quick look at your fixtures early today and your results. I think we've had a broadly similar start to the season. I mean, we started off absolutely flying. I think it was um I think it was 3-0, 3-0, and 3-1 our first three league games. Uh and then that took us into Wigan at home, obviously, full of confidence. Unfortunately, Dion Charles, who we'll go into, I imagine we'll discuss that briefly later. He was sent off wrongly in kind of most people's opinion, to be honest. With it, it was a second yellow, so there was no appealing. Um, but Giles being our talisman, probably pretty similar to uh, Clark Harris for yourselves. Um, and yeah, obviously, the less said about that Wigan game at home, the better. 3-0 down at half-time. I was, I was racking up on the pool table in my local pub by the time the second half kicked off. I've, I've sat and watched us get beat by them banjo pluckers too many times, I'm afraid. I think it's the second match I've ever left at half-time in my life. But I, I wasn't sitting through it again. But yeah, then um, I don't suppose you could call a one-all draw on the road to Burton a bounce back. Um, but yeah, like I said, three win. What is it? Three wins, a draw, and two losses. Obviously, the Reading, the Reading result at the weekend was another disappointing one. Um, that we seem to be left with a lot of injury problems at the minute, which is going to happen to any club at certain stages. Seems to always happen to us at critical times. Um, I know. As I was mentioning before about Charles being pretty much our main man in terms of the goals scored, he's he's an injury doubt for Saturday, which I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear. <laughs> yeah, um, sounds fantastic. Yeah, um, another another thing that I was reading before is I believe the um, the ref that we've got on Saturday he's sent off Santos twice in his last two games refereeing us. So um, so yeah, you can you can you can be nailed on another red card for Bolton. I mean, you seem to be. Seems to be attracting a lot of reds in your games at the minute. So, you know, Church Cheltenham down to 10 tonight, aren't they? Yes, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. There has been an instance in, in that game where a player's been seemingly kicked in the head. Um, oh, yeah. You, their player's been sent off. Yeah, stick a fiver on that ref being card. I'll be again on Saturday for sure. Well, I don't think any posh fans would be upset if, if Santos got sent off. Obviously, he's a player that we know quite well. So, yeah, I mean, he's. I think the last few times he does see he does seem to have had Clark Harris in his back pocket as well, which there's not a lot of centre arse in this league that have managed to do. Um, from his well, I don't know if you've seen staff. us this season, but actually, plenty well, have. <laughs> well, he's got a couple this season. I'm mean, after. Uh, yeah, after I believe nearly, it's one in the league, one in the league, and one in the cup. Yeah, yeah I did have a quick look before. Um, do you think he'll be off in January out of interest? Because I know he's, uh, he's he's not signed a new contract, has he? Well, it, obviously, there was a bit of a debacle on the last day where yes, he was I'd... supposed to join Rovers and it fell through because of the paperwork, a la, you know, De Gea Real Madrid a couple of years ago. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I can't see him staying much longer, especially with the team going the way it is. He's, he's a very good player, obviously, two-time Golden Boot winner and there's got to be plenty of teams sniffing. You'd think so. I mean, I know there was certainly, from our side, obviously when he was available, there was, a, again, 
Bolton Twitter seem to want to sign any striker that's available. Um, you know, there was talk about um, what's his name from Markham, uh, who ended up going to Burton. Uh, Cole Stockton. Um, Cole, Cole Stockton, yeah. We were. For about two and a half seasons, we were, you know, they were always on Twitter saying, "Oh, we need to get stocks, and we need to get stocks." And now it's Clark. Then it's Clark Harris. I don't know what he would have been available for. I know. I mean, it's sort of your policy to transfer list anyone in the last year of contract, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know what sort of figure you would have been looking for. That's what's more than we could afford. Um, well, the rumor in terms of Rovers' fee was in the region of eight hundred k, I believe. Yeah, I think that might have been a bit out of our reach, to be honest. I mean, with saying that, I don't know how we paid. I know we paid actual pennies for Dan and Lundley from Southampton, who's he's not looked fantastic. Uh, Adebayo was dreadful last season after paying about, I think it's just under half a million from Burton, and he's been pretty dreadful this season, apart from one first half hat trick, which. Which is nice, but it does seem to be a bit of a purple patch. So, so we, assuming Charles isn't fit, you can you can you can see us being a bit toothless up top next uh, on Saturday, which I'm sure it's good news for you, gentlemen. I was going to uh, mention the the Reading defeat at the weekend. Obviously, do you think that'll have a a knock on def- uh, a knock on effect heading into this one, or will Bolton just shrug that off and bounce back? Do you reckon? I think my main concern with the Reading defeat, obviously, it's always going to be a kick in the teeth when you're leading for the vast majority of a game and then ended up walking away with nothing. Um, I think it was certainly two goals post-80th minute that we conceded after. I mean, I wasn't at the game. I was listening to the commentary. It sounded like we, sounded like we had plenty of chances that we didn't put away. Uh, I think the main concern will be, obviously, Charles's injury. Uh, Owen Tall, who's just sort of come back to full fitness. He probably picked up a second yellow late on, so he'll be suspended. Um, I think our main concern, going back to Everton and his substitutions, that's a, that's the main thing. We never seem to improve when we make changes, kind of, you know, on the hour mark, you know, 65, 70 minutes. Um, Cameron Jerome is not proven himself to be a good option to bring off the bench, I'm afraid. And he seems insistent on bringing him on about 70 minutes for um, for reasons best known to himself. Um, I'm not sure who we'd start with up top uh, on Saturday. Would it, would it it'd be nice to see uh, Jan Daddy Budvarsson back? I know he's still kind of trying to get back to full fitness after an ankle injury, kind of back end of last season, to be honest. He's been out quite a while. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll bounce back. I mean... You've got to, you've got to bounce. You've got to bounce back from poor results like that. And um, knowing ever, he will be demanding a reaction from the players. It's just, like I say, we are we are a bit threadbare with our squad at the minute. Two um, two signings we made to strengthen our midfield in Paris Magoma on loan from Brentford, as well as um, Carlos Mendes Gomez from uh, from Luton. They're both out till mid October, end of October, with various muscular injuries. So. We're just looking a little bit thin on the ground. It's going to be interesting to see what team he puts out. Whether you could potentially even see a change of fortune, a change of formation. Who knows? Let's touch on on the key threats. Then, obviously, you've mentioned a few names there yourself. Dion Charles is obviously the joint top scorer in the league with five goals in six games. Uh, but obviously, as you mentioned, there's a potential injury worry for him at the weekend. Um, Victor Adebayo, uh, joint third top scorer with four goals in seven. So, you know, there's, there's obviously goals in the team. Obviously, as you mentioned, you were scoring quite freely in the opening games of the season. It's dried up maybe a little bit now. Um, but, you know, let's take Adebayo and, and Dion Charles out of uh, out of the picture for a second. 
Uh, who, who would you say is your, your next biggest threat, the player that Peterborough fans need to be weary of? Um, Dempsey, who sort of plays in that sort of kind of number eight role, sometimes advancing into a sort of 10 slot. Um, he's, I mean, Dempsey really gets himself about. He's he's only a little fella, but he really mucks in defensively. But he's uh, he's always a threat. He, he doesn't mind a pop from distance every now and again. Um Dacus Cogley, who's been he's been pretty much ever present, certainly in the league at right wing back. He's sort of signed in. To be honest, I think we brought him in to be second choice right wing back. Never actually ended up getting a first choice right wing back. So he's I think he's he's certainly started every game in the league for us this season, I believe. He's he's looked really threatening. Not so much as a goal threat, but he we seem to love that diagonal ball across the right wing for him to run onto. And he does uh, he does like to play, you know, play some dangerous balls into the box. Um I think Adebay Ejo's hat-trick that he got, I think two of those were that exact same goal. I think it's left centre-back, diagonal over to the uh, over to the right wing-back, and then just a pull-back across the box for a tap-in for Adebay Ejo. I think that's certainly something we'll be looking to do, especially I mean, especially if you've not got Charles doing sort of the ratting centre-forwards work, kind of doing, you know, doing all the pressing. Um, aside from that, we're looking a bit thin on the ground for threats, really. So... We've got a few different options in the midfield, even without Magoma and Mendes Gomez. Uh, I would imagine Thomason will start again. Not a massive goal threat, but he's, you know, sort of that that number six role, sort of. Bit of a holding midfielder, but he has, you know, he can put, you know, just play some decent football, decent passes as well. It's hard to call, to be honest, because I really don't know who he's going to go with, certainly up front, assuming Charles isn't fit. Adebayer's your player. Um, unless unless there's any late injury worries that we don't know about, it's who's going to start with him. It'll be the, it'll be the Dan and Lundaloo, um, Dan and Lundaloo, possibly Bob Varson, or God forbid Cameron Jerome. But if, if Cameron Jerome starts at 38 in League One, having scored zero goals in nearly 12 months now, I'm, I'm not sure I'll stick out the whole match, to be honest. <laughs> Fair enough. So obviously it's difficult to put it down with with the match so far away, and obviously you know not really knowing what the lineups might be for either side. I'm gonna try and trouble you for a score prediction on on both of your ends. So Sam will go with you first. Score prediction, please, for Saturday. Nil nil. <laughs> nil, nil. I think most posh fans would take that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a drab nil nil. Like I said, I just can't see us providing much of a threat. I, I hope I'm proven wrong. I mean, I don't. Like I say, I don't mean to keep bringing up the five nil gents. I really don't. But I, I remember really not expecting anything from from that game either, and just shows how football can surprise you at times. Uh, usually, usually disappointingly, but there we go. Uh, but yeah, I think it's got nil nil written all over it. Fair enough, Keelan. Score prediction, please. Well, I've I've seen. I think from my memory, I've seen Posh play Bolton three times, and we've lost five nil, three nil, and one nil. Which it doesn't doesn't make for good reading. I'll, I'm gonna have to go one nil Bolton because because currently we're playing ten men Cheltenham and it's it's nil nil nearly at half time. Yeah, I, I can certainly echo those sentiments. Uh, for me, I, I think we never really travel well to the northwest in general. Um, it's it's two one defeat for me. I think that's the the fairest prediction I can give. Uh, Bookies have it very similar. Uh, even odds for the home win draw and away win both at five to two so yeah not really in posh's favor at all but obviously saturday we'll uh, we'll see what we're made of and and go from there i will hand you off now to tim's away day guide tim's away day guide 
brought to you by Get The Badge In. Here we are then, back with another away day guide, and this time I solemnly swear not to delete it from my computer before we release it a la Portsmouth, which was by far one of the best I've ever done. Never mind, YOLO, let's redeem ourselves with Bolton and a trip to the northwest for a visit to the, wait for it, Tough Sheet Community Stadium. If you can't make it to this one, well, Tough Sheet. Made the trip and we get battered? Nah, tough Sheet. Potties will find themselves perched in the self-stand for this one, and if you don't like the view, well, tough sheet. No, I, I promise that's the last one. We have an initial allocation of 3,000, and those that do travel will enjoy this, I think. Decent legroom and good facilities, pretty good, and the stadium itself is iconic, so if you haven't been, it is worth ticking it off your list if you're able. The away fans that share the south stand often contain a drummer, so the atmosphere is good, and the acoustics are what you'd expect for a modern ground. Two warnings though, the stewards can sometimes be a tad overzealous, so do behave and check the weather. The bottom rows of the lower tier aren't covered, so you will get wet down that part of the stand. And if you do get wet, well, yeah, tough sheet. It turns out I lied about that being the last one, doesn't it? <laughs> tough sheet. In terms of getting to this one, let's start with the train. Some good news, there's no planned strikes on Saturday, hurrah. Relatively easy on the choo-choos as well, and potentially quicker than driving too. One option is Peterborough to Doncaster with London North Eastern, then Donny to Sheffield with Cross Country, Sheffield to Manchester with East Midlands Railway, and finally Manchester to Bolton with Northern. That's going to be your quickest route of just over three hours. If you do favour more direct options, then Peterborough to Manchester with East Midlands and Manchester to Bolton with Northern is your most direct option, but does take a bit longer. Both these routes take you to Bolton's main station and in all cases you would then need to get another local service to Horwich Railway Station which is the closest to the tough sheet. It's only a few minutes walk when you finally get there and the station is served by trains regularly on match day. In the car it's the A1 and then the M62. Alternatively you could go west and pick up the M6 north of Birmingham. Whichever you do once you whichever you do choose once you do get there, you need to uh, leave the M61 at Bolton at Junction 6. You'll see the ground at this point and it's clearly signposted. You can park at the ground, but you're advised to book in advance for that one. And there are a handful of industrial units nearby which also offer the normal cash-in-hand parking on the day. Low Stock Lane is, in my experience, the best place to find these. And you can often get stuck trying to get away from the ground on match day. So again, Low Stock Lane is worth a punt. Do factor that into your planning. Um, particularly getting back onto the M61, that can get quite busy. Pre-match drinks can be found at the Beehive on Chuli Nor Road, uh, Chuli New Road even, uh, Tough Sheep, which is about 10-15 minutes away on foot. The upside is there is parking there too, but obviously, you know, don't drink and drive. They do do food there as well, yay Jared, and it's a big old place so it can easily hold the travelling poshies. Another option is the Barnstormers pub on Lowstock Lane, so if you do park on one of the industrial units there, check out the Barnstormers as your pre-match bevy option. Alternatively, there is alcohol served inside the ground. Don't like the selection though, tough, uh, well, bad luck. Normal range of food inside the ground, but be warned, the design here at half-time doesn't equate to quick service, so be prepped for some busy queues in the half-time snack scrum. Interesting facts about Bolton, other than the fact that our top knot lives there, well, uh, with a population of just over a quarter of a million, it's one of the biggest towns in our fine country. It's produced a plethora of radio DJs, such as Sarah Cox, Vernon Kay, and Mark Radcliffe, to name a few, and an internet survey in 2016 resulted in Boltonians being voted the friendliest people in Britain. Now, I thought those facts were quite interesting. If you didn't, tough sheet. If you are going, enjoy and be sure to look out for our top knot. You can't miss him. He'll be the one that's moaning. Stay safe. Enjoy. Up the posh.
I think I've touched on everything, gents. Is there anything that either of you wanted to mention that's not been mentioned? Not really. I've, I forgot all about that 3 0 game, to be honest. That was uh, going back a while now. The, um, yeah, yeah let's remember being game. there. It was dreadful. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. you. I think you would. I don't think you were in any danger of relegation or anything, were you? But I, I remember. I think it cost us promotion. Did it? No, I think it might have been one of those weird. Did seasons it cost you playoffs, where... mate? I think it's one of those yeah. weird seasons where we finished like middle of the road. I yeah. Think it was after yeah. Wesley maybe had gone or something. I'm sure. I no I'm sure. I remember thinking before the game that you didn't really have anything to play for, and obviously we were playing for we were playing for automatic. So I remember being really confident going into that. I think I'm. I think I was working in France and I'd come back just for the game, actually. So, yeah, I think I was pretty yeah, I think... Did Ozteam have played for Bolton that day? I don't know whether he played. I think he was, in, he was certainly in the team. I know um, Jem Carachan scored the first goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we... T- I, yeah, I'm sure it was when Ozteam was with us, but I don't know yeah. if he actually played. He didn't see... He was one of those where we signed and everyone thought it was going to be... well. Yeah, so, like, the league one messy and yeah, you better. Yeah, most hit and miss footballer ever, Ozteamer. Yeah, I didn't know a girl who was dating him for a while, actually. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. He said he was a lovely fella. Yeah, he's a nice guy. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us for this episode of The Yellow Block. Don't forget, you can hit us up on socials at The Yellow Block. If you want to leave us a voice note on SpeakPipe, you can do that too as well. It's speakpipe.com slash yellowblock. As always, it's been part of the TalkSport Network and up the posh. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.